Good evening, and welcome to A Journey Through Into Awareness. We're always so happy that you join us. Thank you. We have a great show tonight, and we hope that each of our shows is fulfilling to you and touches you in a place that only you and God know that you need. So before we begin uh, with our great guest, I just want to say that we work very hard on bringing guests to you that we feel are informative in a way that are going to add to your life, spiritually, mentally, physically. We will be uh, working and working towards and bringing on information um, about um, nutrition, wellness, essential oils, breath work, uh, in the coming uh, weeks and months. So we thank you for the great interest we've had. And if you're interested in anything at all, please let us know. Um, if you look at the um, episodes, we will start listing our websites on them in the newsletter. And if you don't get our newsletter, please sign in and join up. And on our um, on the email that you can send us that we will be uh, giving you our addresses. We invite you to write anything to us and uh, perhaps suggestions for shows because we're here to serve you. So I, uh, we're your hosts tonight. I'm Dr. George Andow and we're here with my great buddy also, Judy Miller. Hi, Judy. <laughs> it's great to be here, George Ann. We have a fantastic guest. So have you ever wondered what it might be like to visit where our souls originate and to experience the unfathomable source of supreme love? Well, Anthony Teresi has traveled this journey countless times. Anthony is a renowned psychic, multidimensional visionary, and author of the new book, Rippling Waves, A Spiritual Journey Through the Heart of the Universe. And it's a beautiful cover, right, Georgianne? Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> so born a fourth gen generation intuitive, Anthony's life's work has been the development, the refinement, the exploration and mastery of the highest intuitive and psychic realities of consciousness. Anthony's given gifts allow him to tune into the realm of universal knowing, unlocking the hidden mysteries of existence. This has granted him access to a doorway from humanity to the beyond. Now, this knowing empowers him to see and to hear, and more importantly, to interpret spirit messages and inner truths of the greatest importance. Wow, that's an introduction, Anthony. I hope you can live up to it. <laughs> I'll do my best. I'll do my best. It, it actually is my life work, so I should be okay. It's wonderful to have you. Welcome to Journey Through to Awareness. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. So, Anthony, as a fourth-generation clairvoyant intuitive, when did you actually realize that your family was a little different? Well, to be quite frank with you, fourth generation, my reference to that is the fact that as far as we know, this ability has transpired down from my great grandmother, probably before that, but as far as we know. Uh, I'm not so sure it's transmitted genetically, but I make reference to that because uh, as a child, for example, seven, eight, nine years old, I would know when the phone was going to ring, I would tell my mother or my aunt was going to call. And sure enough, 10, 15 minutes later, the phone rang and we'd be my aunt. 
And everybody laughed and got a big kick out of that. So I was really nurtured and not made to feel that these gifts or skills were really anything extraordinary or out of the or, you know, ordinary. So this uh, transpired all through my family life until I grew into an adult. And I naturally uh, began pursuing these things. My father was not an, uh, did not come from a psychic background, but he was an avid UFO believer. And again, as an adolescent was telling me about life on other planets and the universe is teeming with, with life and beings. And so I just naturally sort of was absorbed all of this and just uh, went into my adult life. And these became my interests. Uh, uh, I really was primarily focused on music going into out of my teens and into my adult life. But metaphysics and spiritual realities and all of the above uh, always have had a tremendous uh, attraction for me. So that, that's kind of where the fourth dimensional part comes from. You know, that's interesting, Anthony. I'm sorry I cut you off, George Ann. Were you about to say something? That's okay. It's very interesting. And um, Anthony, you speak about it that it's a, it's, it's a journey um, in your book that you take journeys or you've been taking these journeys. Could you talk a little bit about what you mean by that? Because this is a book that is based on a lifetime of experiences. I put it into the form of a journey because it really has been a life journey for me. Uh, it, it isn't as linear in reality as it is in the book, but there's just no other way to present it. You have to use words. You have to you know, put these things into some sort of context, right? So in the journey aspect of it, that makes reference to the fact of the evolution of the soul in terms of how it is able to expand and continue to expand into these higher realms. Uh, so that's what the journey element that refers to. Mm -hmm. So Anthony, yeah. earlier you were talking um, also, you know, you started as a musician and you said that music was part of this source of expanded consciousness and one of your journeys for you. Can you expand upon music itself and how that helped you to open up? Absolutely. It was amazing. Um, it took about 18, 19 years before and I, I was an avid uh, musician. I practiced uh, day and night. I practiced as often as I could, uh, aside from having a family. And, what was your uh, instrument, Anthony? I, I played drums, percussion, and all manner of uh, uh, time tempo related instruments. And I had to, I had to develop what is referred to in these days, anyway a quadradextrous uh, ability and mm -hmm. so in terms of the ability to have, be able to do something different, both with the, each hand and each foot. Right. That was a great, the greatest challenge of my life, quite frankly. And uh, I practiced and tried and tried. And I got to the, got to the point to where I was doing pretty good. Uh, and But I still had to think about what I was doing. So about, again, 18, 19 years into my career, I had a, a breakthrough that changed my life as far as uh, music is concerned forever. I got to the point to where it was as if I was in the moment, 
I was no longer thinking of how to to play the instrument. I was simply playing it. The music was a result of my creative will as I expressed it. There was no difference whatsoever in terms of what I was willing to be and what was coming to be. And it was as if I was standing many times, not just once, as, as if I were standing next to myself, watching myself play. Now, you will hear many athletes and many other musicians uh, tell you the same story because when you reach a certain point, you master your technique. And at that, from that point forward, it's just pure expression. So Anthony, um, one of the things just following up with what you're saying, you know, based on all of this experience that you had in music, you were actually able to create healing instruments with a healing tone? Absolutely. Uh, as time went on uh, and I progressed further into uh, my studies, uh, the, and I want to make a point that during this entire time, I was also studying metaphysics and healing and vibration and all of the esoteric uh, information available to me at that, at that time, because again, it was a natural interest for me. So I just wanted to continue pursuing it. But it became evident that uh, frequency and vibration uh, were the properties by which we exist. Uh, and uh, I began creating um, uh, instruments that would vibrate in tone uh, to the heart uh, energy, to the cerebral energy, uh, to the various chakras. And uh, uh, I was able to affect many healings in that, from, from that standpoint. Uh, it was uh, the next transition from music. I went from being a commercial, commercial musician to being a sound healer. Uh, and at that particular point, I devoted all of my life to that. And uh, I don't know whether you've seen any, any demonstrations of cymatics. Uh, that's where they sprinkle a little bit of sand on a plate and they, you know, and they vibrate it. And it you know. Well, what, what you're seeing there is really only a two-dimensional representation of a sound wave. Realistically speaking, it's multi-dimensional. It's, it's really huge, quite frankly. And I became aware of this at a very early stage. And I was able to utilize this three-dimensional, four-dimensional, five-dimensional energy, not to be confused with 5D or 5G, uh, but uh, <laughs> I was able to utilize this. And again, this is where, again, my, my intuition became sharper and sharper because in doing so, I had to intuit the effect that the sound was having on the various uh, clients that I had or the various concerts I was performing. And it was, it's, it's been a, <laughs> it's been an education uh, and still to this day is. Uh, uh, but I transferred from sound healing uh, directly into uh, doing readings for people because I wanted to have more of an in-depth one-on-one experience both for my clients as well as uh, myself because I felt that that was the next step to develop intuitively and that then led me to where I am now as far as my practice. So you do readings for people Anthony? I do I do. We want to make sure that besides your book we want to make sure that we can uh, tell our, our listeners at the end how to contact you. Absolutely. So we're very interested in continuing uh, the um, 
which is speaking of vibrationally when we come back. So we're going to take a brief break. Thank you for joining us with Anthony Teresi on a journey through into awareness. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to A Journey Through Into Awareness. We're your hosts, Dr. George Andow and Judy Miller, and our guest tonight is Anthony Teresi. So Anthony, again, thank you for joining us. It's great to have you with us tonight. Lovely to be here. We were speaking before the break about, um, about energy and vibration, and you were speaking of your familiarity with using instruments in a way of healing because of the vibrational sound it makes. My only um, understanding of that, which is speaking of uh, in any depth of way is singing bowls. I have singing bowls and uh, some are made of different materials. I have some made of crystal. Is that similar that what you're, ta- what you're speaking of? Others might be familiar with singing bowls um, because they are more of common nature where you strike them and they each have a different uh, pitch within the musical uh, realm? Generally speaking, I would say yes. Uh, It's it's in the same direction, if you will. 
But bowls almost invariably, when I have an entire set myself, I think I have more than a set, uh, but bowls are tuned to various tones and pitches. Mm-hmm. And unless you are able to take the bowls, if you're going to use bowls, if you're, unless you're able to take them and mix the tones uh, properly, they're going to not have the kind of effect that the instruments that I've developed have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to make a point here because uh, I, I'm not there yet. I, I hope uh, I see that in my lifetime, but uh, I feel that what's going, where we're going as far as healing is concerned is into the vibrational uh, direction. Uh, there's a great video, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it, where a woman is uh, uh, being... Uh, worked on, in a, in a, I believe it was in Tibet. She uh, had a giant tumor, uh, which they were showing on uh, a screen. And there were three Tibetan monks there chanting vigorously. Uh, and in 35 minutes, they had uh, affected the tumor to disappear. Uh, and this was documented uh, across the world. Of course, we don't hear much about that here because there's no real uh, a profit and cure here. We work on maintenance, but uh, it is my contention, and I feel very, very strongly about this, that in the future, we will, uh, if you have a heart condition, you will go to a sound practitioner. Uh, That person will be able to have the correct collection of tones and and, uh, frequencies to lift your heart back into its natural, original state of pure health. And I think that this is where we're going. Ultimately, uh, I believe robust health is our birthright. I don't think there's any reason for us to be sick. So, so Anthony, I've seen some amazing things done with actually tuning forks as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But what I wanted to ask you is if you've ever seen the work of Dr. Emoto, Um, basically he would expose um, water to either like classical music or to rock music. And then he would actually look at the water crystals underneath the microscope. And the ones that were actually exposed to like classical music were these beautiful forms. And I'm not trying to put down hard rock, but like anything that was exposed to hard rock or heavy metal, a lot of the crystals looked a little distorted. So it's interesting um, how sound could actually impact uh, things around us. Yes, and Judy, uh, a takeoff on that also is, there is a film, a very old film called What the Bleep Do We Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was um, it was made and filmed by a scientist watching under a microscope the crystalline patterns of water based on the uh, vibration of each individual person with whatever mood they were experiencing. Mm, yeah. So the, the person with anger, the crystalline patterns looked one way the per- consistently. The individual with joy, the crystalline patterns revealed themselves in a different way. When you talk about cell healing, what type of uh, vibrational instruments would people be using at that time? Would they be? Well, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. That's okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I was just saying, are they instruments? Uh, I believe that uh, they will be instruments, but not necessarily in the musical sense. I think that Mm -hmm. the refinement is going to come. Although I do feel that they will be acoustic uh, because I think there, there's a, not to get too technical, but there are two different uh, overtone series. Uh, acoustic instruments provide a more organic 
interaction with our human uh, uh, body, because after all, we come from the planet and we are attuned to the natural sounds of uh, the environment. So I believe that uh, this will become refined as time goes on. Uh, but we're, we're looking at that kind of uh, development. Uh, and I believe that, like I said, we're not quite there yet. Uh, my finger is on the pulse of this, but I haven't really seen as yet the breakthrough that we're looking for to be able to, number one, isolate the various frequencies of perfect health in each person, and number two, to find the instruments that will vibrate a kidney or vibrate a heart or vibrate a lung back into its natural condition. So we're just, just on the precipice of that, but that's where we're going. Well, that's very exciting, isn't it? You know, it's interesting because I was praying, um, you know, but some interesting things are going on in my life. My dog isn't well and uh, my heart feels very heavy. It feels like real deep suffering. And I was praying and asking God where God is because of course I know where God is. God is everywhere. But I was having a hard time feeling that connection. And what I felt God say to me and you validated it tonight, and I was forgetting, was that I I don't have to, none of us have to think about what it is to walk with God, be in God, be with God. We already are there. And what God was showing me was that I am already being in it. So I don't necessarily feel it or have to do anything else for it. All I have to do is just be and remember. And that's exactly what you're saying with that vibration. What God was saying to me with that is that it's energy. It's just the vibration that I'm already in. So when we're, it's almost like when we're in it, we don't think about it. Like Anthony was talking about with his music instruments. It's like an overlay. So we don't have to think about it. We're already part of it. And it just is. And that's just beautiful because God blesses us in that way. That anyway. is, that's absolutely beautiful. Um, so Anthony, I know that we uh, went off and talked a lot about music. I know Georgianne and I are especially interested in that. But I know that one of the things you had a signature event in your life that helped you completely pierce the veil. And that was when your brother was killed in a plane crash. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what you experienced and what you saw? Yeah, I can. Um... Quite a, quite a number of years ago, uh, my brother, uh, who we were only 14 months apart, so we were obviously very close. Wow. And uh, he had his own plane and was flying to Acapulco. Uh, he didn't realize it. Uh, there was a storm brewing, <clears throat> excuse me, in the South Pacific or where, wherever it was. And as he was approaching Acapulco, the uh, winds... Uh, curved around and blew his plane up into the hills uh, between Extapa and uh, Acapulco. Uh, and we didn't know what happened. A uh, month had gone by and we hadn't heard from him. So we contacted the Acapulco airport and they indeed confirmed that they had him on the radar uh, and then he disappeared. Uh, and we didn't know what to think. And so I was determined to find out what had happened. I got on a plane went to Acapulco with the uh, committed intention 
of finding out what was going on. If he had made it, if he was hurt somewhere, if he didn't make it, what, whatever the result was, I had to come back and tell my family. So while I was there in Acapulco, uh, I traveled into all the areas where it was, uh, where we were told that the plane could have crashed or could have landed. Or, you know, and it was very uh, intense. The jungle up in those, <clears throat> excuse me, the jungle up in those areas is uh, really thick. There are little paths and little roads. I hired guides. Uh, we covered multi-times. We covered all the paths, all the roads, all the villages, until finally, after about a month uh, of time, there was just no place else to go. Uh, we had covered everything, talked to everyone, and there I was, empty-handed. Uh, so I'm sitting in my hotel room uh, the night before leaving to come, have to come back and tell my family that I had uh, turned up empty-handed. During that moment, uh, the frustration that was pouring through me was more than I can even explain. Uh, and uh, tears started rolling down my face because I, I just couldn't believe that I had not been successful. Now, at that particular point, I noticed that the room started getting brighter. This was about midnight, by the way. The room started getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And I was taken back. And all of a sudden, there was a flash. Uh, and literally, it was as if a veil where none had been parted. And there was my brother. I want to make a point. When I say there was my brother, he did not materialize in his physical form. He was in his light body, uh, but it was him absolutely positively nonetheless. And I was just overcome with joy and uh, the, the light that, come, that came bursting through was like unlike any I had ever seen before. He communicated with me and told me that indeed his plane had crashed and he hadn't made it, uh, but he seemed just overjoyed about what was in front of him and where he was going. And he told me to say goodbye to everyone and tell everyone that he loved them. And at that particular point, uh, he was gone and the light withdrew. And I found myself sitting there laughing and crying at the same time uh, and shaking almost uncontrollably. Uh, I realized that uh, the significance of that and that death itself uh, did not exist. Footnote, about five years later, um, we got Anthony, a message from- I don't want to interrupt you. We need to take a quick break. Okay. And this okay. seems like uh, I want to hear this when we come back. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with great uh, excitement to hear Anthony uh, Teresi share about the footnote he wants to speak of, of his uh, brother's death and appearing to him in the uh, next life. We'll be right back. Thank you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. 
Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on Talk YC. or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneur. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back with Anthony Teresi. If you're just tuning in, this is a journey through into awareness here tonight, again with Anthony Teresi. So Anthony, please continue. Thank you. Well, there was just one more thing I wanted to mention regarding it. I mean, that was, that was the experience, of all experiences that I had ever had up to that point. But the footnote that I wanted to mention was that about five years later, not five years actually, we did get a note from the Mexican government that quite accidentally some uh, hikers had found the wreckage of uh, my brother's plane. It was at the 8,500 foot mark under a bunch of trees and, and brush that I never would have found. It was impossible to find. So it became evident to me at that time that I believe to this day even that my brother called me down there so that we could have that experience and I could have that kind of closure, not to mention that kind of breakthrough that would propel me forward into uh, the uh, reality, uh, the true reality, the experiential reality of the fact that there is so much past this three-dimensional world that we live in. So, so- so Anthony, you had an incredible experience, you know, yes. of being able to communicate with your brother. And you mentioned early on that you were a fourth generation intuitive. So, so Anthony, are we all born intuitive, and can we develop these abilities ourselves? 
Absolutely. Um, there is the gift within us. Uh, in my book, for example, I make reference to, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard of the, uh, the law of attraction. There are many universal laws. And one that I uh, use quite a bit is the law of emergence. Just like an acorn has within it the entire blueprint for an oak tree, we have from birth the entire blueprint of the fullness of our being. Yes. And uh, when uh, you come to realize that, not you, but anyone comes to realize the fact that these gifts belong to all of us, uh, then, we, then you can work on them and develop them yourself. The problem, unfortunately, is that we have developed the mind and the intellect to a point to where it really kind of shouts down that intuitive voice, unfortunately. Yes. And uh, the half the battle, quite honestly, is finding ways around that uh, interference. Uh, I, I definitely refer to it as interference and into the ability to tap into consciousness. Yeah, one of the things that I love that you say is your consciousness is not your brain. Say that again, Judy. Just- your consciousness is not your brain. No. And as a matter of fact, we only operate. I work in my life as a psychoanalyst and spiritual director. And I'm very clear that we only work and live 10% consciously. The other 90% is asleep. And we're called by God to awaken to all that lives within us, within that acorn, so to speak. And when we find our true self and our true purpose here, we are experiencing the fullness of God. You know, God, we're each slivers of God. Jesus walking on the earth was the whole pie. We're each slivers of that coming together in the collective consciousness. And, you know, just to uh, reiterate what George Ann said, um, Anthony, I know one of your favorite quotes is what you are looking for is looking. No, what you are looking for is what is looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you are looking for is what is looking. Yeah. Right. right. And who is the observer? Who is exactly. And, yeah, and, and it, it goes back to what you said. Uh, I, I would say it's slightly different, but it's the same thing. I mean, we're all light creations of one source, one God, one creator, and it is our uh, destiny to ultimately uh, find our way back home into the bosom of that ultimate love and ultimate light. Uh, What I have been able to do is what anyone can do. Uh, uh, There's nothing special about it. I've been very fortunate in that I've been able to pursue my dreams and I've been able to put myself in a position to develop my abilities, whereas a lot of times uh, that isn't always the case. So I feel that um, it, we all have the ability. Uh, we all are the light of love from which we were born, regardless of what your parental situation was, whether your parents were together. That's not what I'm talking about. You were born out of the expression of love, and you are an expression of creation that is seeking that love one way or another uh, to fulfill your ultimate happiness. Amen. That's beautiful. Anthony, you're such a wonderful guest, a lovely man. You have great humility. 
it's wonderful how beautifully humble you are and yet you know you really do walk and live out of a very high state it's really a a, 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 ble a blessing that you're here with us tonight thank you so much i'm i'm, I'm enjoying this it's fun Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, Anthony, with love as our destination, when we look out into the world, there's a lot of division at the moment. But I know one of the things that is happening right now is unification. So it almost seems like a dichotomy, that it's at odds with each other. What's your thoughts? Well, uh, it is. But there's more going on than most people think. You know, we are overwhelmed with the message of the media. We are overwhelmed with the conflict, with the separation. Uh, but there are over a thousand, maybe more by now, different organizations in the world dedicated to planetary unification, to bringing us together as one people. And you don't hear the splash in the news about them because there's not uh, a lot of call for love and goodness and, and unification of humanity in the world. Uh, on MSNBC or CNN. But the fact is that they are there. Uh, we are connecting. We are seeing a renaissance in art, in certainly in science for sure, with uh, field dynamics and epigenetics and neuroplasticity. And you know, all the new science lead is really ancient uh, wisdom from way before Egypt that is making its way out in some sort of acceptable form now. So we are seeing this and uh, it, my feeling is, and I write about this in my book, we realistically have the opportunity and the capacity to overwhelm this planet with love. We just are not utilizing it. If we could, you could see in a generation, you could see the most incredible transition and uh, renaissance that the world has ever known, including the one that just happened 500 years ago. So Anthony, how do we do that though? Well, Individually, how we, do we each contribute to that? Well, then that's, that's exactly it. We each contribute to that by realizing who we are as a light being ourselves. Uh, the, you know, Gandhi said it, you know, be the change that you want to have see in the world. If you, again, the collective you, if you put yourself in a position to go within and find that true being that is not your mind, it is not your thoughts, it is in your heart, and it is that love that exists, uh, that aligns when you have what's called heart-mind coherence. When your heart and your mind are aligned and the energy is working, that's when you come into stillness. And that's when you can realize this light. Once realized, that light spreads. We don't even know how far each person is different. It could be a few feet. It could be a mile. It could be a light year. We don't, we, we don't know. It's huge. But in, in this regard, if, if, this, if this were uh, practice, if this were put in a position to be lauded as opposed to being woo-woo stuff, you know, kind of thing, uh, then we would see a tremendous uh, growth in it from that standpoint. But if, you know, if it's, it starts with each individual, what, and, and let me just make one, one more point. Once you come into this realization, once you realize that light of love within yourself, 
the first thing you want to do is you want to run out and tell everyone about it. I mean, it's just like, oh my God, you got you got to check this out. It's like yeah. unbelievable. Uh, and then that's how things spread. And that's why we created this show, is to open up dialogue with people to let listeners know, you know, what is available, that it's available to all of us without question, Anthony. Just beautiful, just mm -hmm. beautiful. You know, the, the, in the Talmud, the Talmud says that we don't see things as they are, we see things as we are. You know, one of our quests is to help people to recognize that they are unconscious and that they live out of their pre-talking experience of ego, zero to seven, and that there is more beyond the confines of their mind. And as we work to uh, help sweep that away through awareness, what is left is that kernel of the acorn, which now can grow. It's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's um, exciting. It's, it's, it's exciting, but, uh, but it's also a time of great confluence. It's a time of uh, uh, being in a position to see these major changes occurring uh, on a global level. The events that are occurring right now are global events that are causing mm -hmm. us to come together on a global scale, whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. And I think ultimately that's going to be to our benefit. Mm -hmm. Anthony, when you meditate, uh, we need to take a brief break, I think. Um, oh yeah. When, when we come back, maybe we could take a look at when you uh, meditate and you sit and you do your prayer, can we take a little bit look at what comes to you in your, in your personal time with God? And what is that prayer life and that intuitiveness uh, for you? Uh, we'll be right back to A Journey Through Into Awareness with Anthony Teresi. Thank you for joining us. You're listening us. to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law, business law attorney, and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. 
Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to A Journey Through with Anthony Teresi. We're going to take a brief look at, we have so many things we want to ask him and have him talk about. So uh, we were asking him briefly, uh, when he goes to prayer and meditation, what is that like for him? Well, again, uh, it began as a process. It began as the ability to have a willful focus it began as the ability to calm my mind and to attune my heart and my mind. Slowly but surely, I was able to do that over long periods of time, an hour, two, three, whatever the case may be. Um, and in doing so, I began to realize how difficult it is to keep your energy focused without you know, being distracted. So I was able to do that, finally, finally. <laughs> and that's when the visions came. Uh, uh, my vibrational energy began to expand. But that presented a second problem. Because the minute I began seeing visions, I, I went to my, I, you know, I would say to myself, oh, my God, I'm seeing visions. And then, of course, the whole thing would collapse, right? <laughs> <laughs> so finally, again, I got to the point where I was not distracted by that. And uh, through a uh, ongoing process, my uh, vibrational uh, abilities uh, were able to rise into these various frequencies. And in doing so, I realized that there was entire there were entire uh, modes of topography, uh, different beings, uh, different uh, expressions. And with each successive breakthrough, I would realize further uh, the higher dimensions carry with them their own uh, identity, their own individuals, if you will, uh, angels, celestial presence, uh, beings from other worlds. And these, again, were the result of being able to tap into my light, have my light uh, tap into consciousness, right? stay focused, come out of my body, not physically out of my body, but consciousness lies out of my body and allow myself to experience these dimensions without getting overwhelmed by them. And that is how uh, I approached my book. Again, the things that I uh, describe in my book are actual experiences that I've had. I've had to put them in book form because again, there's no other way to do it. If I could uh, intuit it to every being on the planet. I would love to do that, but that's not quite ready yet. <laughs> so uh, in, it's in a journey form, uh, but the journey itself has been a lifetime journey. It's taken me my entire my entire life, ever since I was a kid, to get to the point where I was able Beautiful. to write about it. 
So Anthony, if you had to sum up or express one thought or idea that encompasses the heart and the soul of your book, what would it be? We are beings created in love who are here to create and co-create with the greatest love of all, which is the love of source. When we realize that, we will realize that life is lived from the inside out, not from the outside in. When we realize that we are spiritual beings and we can attune our will to greater will, we can create amazing things. Mm. That's absolutely beautiful. And again, Anthony Teresi, author of Rippling Waves. So Anthony, for our listeners, how can they connect with you? Just my name.com, Anthony Teresi, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-T-E-R-E-S-I.com. Uh, it's my site. It has my book on it, but you can go to uh, Amazon and uh, type in Rippling Waves and it'll come up there too. But my site has all of the other things I do. It has some of the music I've composed. It has the types of readings uh, that I engage in. Uh, it has pretty much all of the information, has my contact information. And please, anyone listening to this, if you go to my site and you want to contact me, do not hesitate to call me. I answer my own phone. I don't, you know, I don't put any, anyone in between me and the people that are, that are trying to reach me. So if I don't answer, I promise you, I will call you right back. Oh, I love that because I like <laughs> phone much better than anything else. I'm an old girl. <laughs> Anthony, before we, uh, we, we wrap up, I would like to ask you one more question, if I may. Do we each have our own guardian angel that walks with us? I believe we do. Uh, in fact, I've seen in my own experiences, uh, I've seen certain individuals have two or sometimes even more, uh, depending on, I'm not sure what the, uh, what the angelic uh, uh, directive is and why, why that is. I have not been able to find that out. Uh, comes from a higher source, but absolutely. Uh, the, uh, the angelic celestial seraphic development is an evolution akin to our own uh best of way i could put it is sort of in a parallel development i always think that how we live and how we die sort of dictates where we go like there's different parts of where we go i mean i have no clue because i have no clue what do i know <laughs> but um would you think that that's so how we live and how we die because where 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 do we go when we leave here when you were speaking about the the like the curtain parting you know i call that the um um resurrected body because jesus they were able to see him but yet he was able to eat they could put his, his their fingers in the uh, nail holes in his in his hand um so where where do you think that we go I believe from what I've seen that uh, in each lifetime lived, the dense negative uh, experiences that we have that have not, not served us are left behind. I believe the only thing that rises are the pure and beautiful experiences that we've had. I believe they reconstitute themselves in a different dimension or perhaps even in this dimension. 
but life is always evolving forward. It's always evolving out of the beauty of love. Beautiful. I love that. I love that. Yes, Judy, and I love that. We're both smiling. <laughs> I think we're just speechless because it resonates so much with us. It is yes. absolutely beautiful. Yes. So, Anthony, you alluded to the fact. Do we come back? I don't know if we come back, uh, to be honest with you. I think that I've had experiences where I can say that I've seen past lives. Um, but because I feel everything moves forward and evolution is such that it's taking us continually in this upper spiral. Uh, I'm not so sure about what back is. I think that uh, there's only future and forward. Now, I believe also that the uh, concept of the Bodhisattva, who, the spirit that comes back to help uh, speed the evolution of, of humanity, I believe that that's true. So I believe that some spirits come back to help affect that. Um, but I don't know, to be honest with you. I, I, I write about this in my book at the end of chapter four. It's quite extensive, uh, but it definitely shows that uh, I definitely have seen that the higher uh, harmonics, the higher beautiful experiences, the higher love that we've had, the humanitarian uh, things that we've done, all are what rises and, and, and becomes the next vehicle. It's beautiful. Yes. Anthony, it gets great because I am, um, I, I share similar beliefs. I mean, not that that matters, but so um, <laughs> may we end in prayer. Before we do, though, I want to thank you again from my heart for being on the show with us. You're an absolute blessing. And, um, you know, next week we're going to have um, Father Bob. Uh, I love him, Father Bob Smith. And we're going to be talking about uh, life, death, uh, resurrection, past lives, um, and the like. So we hope that you'll join us then also. So loving God, you fill all things with the fullness and hope that we can never comprehend. Thank you for leading us into a time where more of reality is being unveiled for us all to see. We pray that you will take away our natural temptation for cynicism, denial, fear, and despair. Help us have the courage to awaken to the greater truth, greater humility, and greater care for one another. May we place our hope in what matters and lasts. Knowing, good God, that you hear us better than we are speaking, we offer our love, prayers, in all of the holy names of God. Amen. 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 God bless. Thank you again, Anthony. Good night, Judy. Good night. It was such a pleasure having you, Anthony. Good night, George. Thank you so much. I loved it. Thank you. Good night.